Forty years ago today, my parents were married. This, is, this very day is their 40th anniversary. And so that, if you think of it, say a prayer for them. I mean, they raised kids like me. They got some issues they got to still work with, you know. But, uh, but I always remember, so my parents were married at the, there's a little chapel near Indian Lake on Governor's Island that the Marianists had a, had a retreat center there. And when my grandparents retired uh, to, to Indian Lake, they would go to daily mass there. So my parents arranged to get married at this little chapel there on Indian Lake, and then they, they took a, a boat back that had just married on the back of it. And so it's a blazing hot July day, but every time then we would, we would go back and visit my grandparents, every time we would drive by this chapel to, to go to their house, and my dad would always go, hey, look, there's the scene of the crime. The fact that my dad didn't get punched many times is testament to my mom's patience. But 40 years of watching uh, my parents live married life, you learn a whole lot about marriage from getting a front row seat from our, from our parents' marriage, of what it takes to love, what it means that marriage is not, is not easy, and kind of the gift that married couples give to themselves. And there was one, one line that St. John Paul II would often repeat as he, as he talked really about anything. And he, he said this, and it was, it was a quote from the Second Vatican Council, which happened from 62 to 65. He would say, man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of himself. That we can't fully find ourselves unless we make a sincere gift of ourselves. And you think about marriage being a great example of how we make a gift of ourselves, of how we give ourselves to another person. But it's not often how we think of this is how we're going to find ourselves. I did a quick Google search to see, like, how do we find ourselves? And there was the first thing was this article that said, nine tips for finding yourself. And it said things like, visualize your lifestyle. Be able to do things on your own. Focus on what makes you passionate. Know, know when it's time to unplug. All of those things are, are fine and well, but to make a sincere gift of ourselves, to basically give ourselves to somebody else is, is not what's mentioned there. That the only way to find ourselves, and J John Paul II would call this the law of the gift. The law of the gift being to figure out who we are, we actually have to give ourselves away. And of course, spouses live this on a day-to-day -day basis, and even, even parents live this, or even anybody who takes care of an elderly parent, or however this shows up in so many ways in all of our lives, that the way we figure out who we are is that we actually give ourselves away. And even learn this as a young child, right? as, a, as a student, to figure out what subjects we're actually good at in school, whether we're good at reading in English or whether we're good at math and science, well, we try our hardest, right? We give ourselves completely to those subjects. Some come naturally and others are a real struggle. Even to try our hands at a sport, right? to say, well, am I, am I good at golf or can I fire a gun and hit a target every time? How do we figure out what we're actually good at except we give of ourselves to something and, and to somebody? And even the gospel echoes this today. In the gospel, the Lord is getting ready to send out his 12 on a missionary journey. And he tells them, you know, you got to love him more than father, more than mother, more than children. And if we're not willing to pick up our cross, then we can't be his disciple. But then he says, 
Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever finds his life will lose it. So if we try to seek our life, if we try to just figure out who we are on our own, we'll end up losing our lives, right? It'll wither away to nothing, to self-centeredness. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. If we're willing to lose our life, if we're willing to give of our life, if we're willing to offer of ourselves generously, well, that's how we find it. In this life and in the life to come. So this means so many different things. There's so many ways for us to lose our life in the best way, right? To lose our life so that we may find it, to give it away. Whether that means serving our family, whether that means caring for a spouse or serving the poor, or helping the youth or visiting the imprisoned, or maybe taking an elderly neighbor to a doctor's appointment. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. But maybe two cautions about this, as we're trying to give of ourselves to others. The Second Vatican Council, that quote that John Paul II loved to say, man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self makes us pause and say, well, what does it mean for the gift of ourself to be sincere, to be honest, to not be half-hearted, to be for the right reasons? Maybe one of the ways I've found in my own life for this to go awry is this kind of, sometimes we are very generous and we're constantly busy and trying to help as many people as possible, but sometimes we do that to avoid other things. And sometimes we're very busy because we don't want to deal with something else. And maybe that's something that's happened in our past. Maybe that's a difficult conversation that we know that we need to have with somebody, or a phone call that we know we need to make. But we give of ourselves, and we can become a workaholic. We can volunteer for everything possible. But it's because we don't want to do something else. It's because maybe we're avoiding something, whether it's interpersonally, whether it's a difficult relationship with somebody else. And that extreme busyness is actually hiding pain is actually hiding reality that we really need to engage in, that maybe we need to forgive somebody, maybe we need to rehash a relationship, or maybe we need to have that conversation with God and we're busy because we don't actually want to pray. And we actually want to avoid the cross. But Jesus in this gospel, he says, whoever wants to be my disciple must pick up the, his cross and follow me. And sometimes we pick out any other cross except the one that the Lord actually gives us what our Lord invites us to do, to make that sincere gift, that honest gift of ourselves, is to pick up whatever cross they may be, whatever hardship, whatever thing we might be avoiding in our own life, so that, that we can make that authentic gift, so we can make the honest gift of ourselves. The second caution might just be, or, or just a little thing I've noticed gone awry in my own life. Jesus says in the Gospel today, whoever loses his life for my sake, we'll find it. Whoever loses our life, not just in general, but for the sake of Jesus. He gives us the motivation of why we should be doing all of this in the first place, right? Not for the, not for the pat on the back, not for the bonus that we get at work, not for the chance that maybe our parents, when they pass, they'll give us the car or the boat that we've already, always wanted. My parents don't have a boat, so I'm not, not asking for that, but... Like, why do we do these things, right? Why do we live a generous life? Because Jesus was first generous with us. And all that we can do is return what he's given to us. Not for the appreciation, 
not for whatever else, you know, the thanks, although those things are good and we should definitely offer them when people are generous to us, but to simply be generous, to lose our life for the sake of God, because he's first been good to us, because he's first given us life, because he's first shared with us everything that he has, his own beloved son. And so we learn this from God. We learn this from Jesus. And every time that we come to Mass, we experience it, that God first loved us, that he gives us the Eucharist so that we can be generous. He gives us the strength so that we can lose our life, so that we can make a gift of ourselves, whether it's for our spouse, for our children, for our workplace, whatever it may be. Jesus Christ first gives us himself to strengthen us. And which means why Sunday is so important. It's why it's an obligation for us to come to Mass every Sunday, not just because it's a good thing or we want to see the the church full like it is, but it's because we need it. That if we're going to be able to give ourselves to others for Jesus every day of our life, we need Sunday to come back, to have a bit of a day of rest, to come to the altar and be nourished by God, to be strengthened by Him. We need this day if we're going to live this gospel, if we're going to be able to be generous to the poor, to the lonely, to all of those that the Lord puts before us, that God first strengthens us, that he loves us, and we do all of this for his sake. So maybe on this day of rest, we take a little bit of a pause to maybe think about those people that the Lord has invited us to love, whether it's a spouse, whether it's our children, whether it's our own parents or the people at work, and simply pray for them, and pray for the strength to be able to be generous to them so that we may find ourselves through making a sincere gift of ourselves.